Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. Reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, tools, construction equipment, and more. All the auctions done online. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. You know, Bill Belichick defensively is going to schematically find a way to shut down either the running game or the Broncos passing game. Odds are he'll try and shut down the running game. With that, how do you feel about Wilson and the passing game? Although, Wilson is 3-0 and against Bill Belichick yep. in the regular season. Of course, I didn't mention that Super Bowl. Yeah. That's not regular season. With that, is Wilson going to have to win this game? <clears throat> if he has to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, no. But how many points do you have to score to beat the Patriots? That's a good point. And so my answer would be probably yes. I think that Russ can beat him. I do. Um, as long as I can depend on the Broncos defensively to deal with a resurgent <laughs> Billy Zappi. Yeah, Bailey Zappi. Bailey. See, I can't yeah. even get his name. Uh, well, I don't blame you. That's how much the guy plays. I mean, you know. But there are some things that I'm counting on. Um, and if I can count on the defense, then yes, I think that I think that Russ can beat them without having to go way off script to do it. I think that three scores in this game, if you get two of them with touchdowns, probably wins you the game. But we'll see. I mean, they're talking about now a little chance of snow and, you know, I mean, so it could be. Who knows how it's gonna how it's gonna turn out, but it's going to be. Is it an intriguing game? Is it intriguing to have? Think about this. This might be. I, I mean, maybe Bill Belichick ends up in the same division. Maybe he ends up in L.A. with the Chargers, and maybe he's not in Washington with the Commanders. Who knows where he ends up? But how many more times are we going to see Sean Payton matching wits with Bill Belichick? I think it's interesting from that standpoint. But then maybe the way that these two teams play makes it a not very interesting game. I don't know. It, it, it's not a very interesting no, game. Prob- if, probably not. If you like offense. No. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some weight. It carries. It's, it has, it's an important game, certainly for the Broncos. It's an important game. From that standpoint, <clears throat> there's a lot of anticipation, I think. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I I don't think that you need Russ to go all crazy. But I think if Russ can be in the in the 215, 220 range with a fairly high percentage and he's not turning the ball over, then you've got a pretty good chance to win this. You should win this football game. If you had to guess, these two these two matchups have the lowest over under yeah. total according to FanDuel. The Browns and the Jets. The Broncos and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Which one is the worst when it comes to the lowest over under? Well, I would, I, I would 
think the Broncos and the Patriots. Browns and Jets? You, you, you really believe that the Browns and Jets would be second to the Broncos and Patriots? I mean, the Broncos, I'm thinking the Broncos. I Bron- kind of set you up there. The answer is the Broncos and the Patriots. Right. And it, the Browns and the Jets is 35. Yeah. 32, the, isn't it? 32 or 33? According to FanDuel, at the moment, literally, at the moment, 8.07 Mountain Time, okay, it is 35 ah. for the for the Broncos and the Patriots. It is, and I'm looking at the wrong one, uh, for the Broncos and the Patriots, it is 34 and a half. But I'm going to double check that again. So you're looking at, <clears throat> you're looking at somewhere in the... 20 to 14 range. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, that sounds about where this thing probably lands. Broncos, Patriots, as of right now, 34 and a half. Yeah. And then you have the Jets and Browns at 35. Yeah. 2014 sounds about right to me. Well, you know what? It is the uh, perfect. It is the perfect game for Christmas Eve. You want everyone to go to bed early. So Santa comes, right? Yeah. And that type of game could put you to sleep. Uh, I got a flight the next morning. I need to be a little more alert. A flight the next morning to where? Well, where I'm going. On Christmas? Yes. Are you afraid that somebody's going to stalk you at the airport and ask for an autograph? No. You don't want to say where you're going? Well, I mean, I'm going back to Kansas. I mean, at the end of the day, what you don't want to say is, I'm going out of town because if somebody knows but your address. But thank you very much for asking. No. I appreciate but that. But your problem was where you're going. It doesn't matter where you're going. The fact you just told us that you are going out of town. Right. That's the bigger issue. Oh, it's not, on me. Not That's, where, not what where a, you're going. What a dumbass I am. Yeah. Oh, well. Do you see me disagreeing? No. Do you hear me disagreeing? No. With that, we'll talk about playoffs. Is this Broncos offense good enough to get them into the playoffs? Yes. And here's why. And here's why I say it without hesitation. Because of the teams they're playing? Because of the teams they're playing, A. Yeah. They have beaten the Chiefs. They have beaten the Bills. They have beaten the Browns. We can argue about offense was the reason for this, that, and the other thing. But they had good enough offenses or whatever level they needed in those games to win football games. I don't now. I, I I will take you a step further. I don't think this is a playoff team, but I think that they meaning, can make meaning they're not good enough to, to be one win, of. The, I don't think they can win games in the playoffs. I I and well, they can if they force three to four turnovers. Yes, they can, but I don't. That's not sustainable. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that you know. You know, the, it's funny. Someone was 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 jabbering with me yesterday, and they were saying, and they the comment that they made was, you know, we're really going to regret the Raiders, the Commanders, and the Jets at the beginning of the season. What do you and mean I, we're going to regret? You know, what does that mean? Talking about the Broncos. I understand. What do you mean we're going to regret? First of all, who you're talking to you didn't even play. I love the term "we." Uh, well, I, it doesn't make any difference. Right. Maybe I, I mean I might be paraphrasing. My, my I mean, you, you know, I might be paraphrasing. My bad. But I appreciate your exactness. Um, uh, and I said, you know what? That was ancient history. The one you're going to really regret 
is Houston. You're going to regret first and goal on the eight-yard line. That's what you're going to regret because that's the game that could very well end up costing you. Four chances from the eight-yard line in a game that you probably shouldn't have been in a position to win, but you were there anyway, and you couldn't quite get it. That is going to be the game for me. If this thing doesn't unfold the way that it should, that you're going to really regret because that was in the midst of their run. Yeah. And that was a winnable football game. But anyway. And it's a tiebreak game. Yeah. And it's a tiebreak game. Well, you're that, exactly that, right. Well, that's the biggest, to me, that's the biggest reason. It why. is the biggest reason. All right. So let me just circle back then to offense. Do you feel they have a chance to make an offensive surge in the last three games? Or are they who we think they are and who they have been? I'll tell you this. And again, I'm probably on my own island. I think they have the talent to score. Hmm. I do. Hmm. Now, Sean Payton, the way he schematically puts together his game plan, yep. it is don't make mistakes, run the ball, let the defense win the game for you. That, ironically, is a Bill Parcells type of philosophy. Right. Now, granted, he had Phil Sims and he had Jeff Hostetler as his quarterbacks. I guess the question for me is, are they doing it that way because they feel it's the best way to win and he feels that strongly in his defense or he just doesn't believe enough in Russell Wilson? That's Those are fair questions. Because honestly, there wasn't a great reason to truly believe in Jeff Hostetler. Phil Simms had some nice seasons. Yeah, but he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. But he is coaching to what he believes his talent level is. I agree. And I think at this point, he has a fairly good idea of what he's got and, more importantly, the trust in what he has or the lack of trust that he has. Right. And just by looking at it, at that metric, Russell Wilson should not be on this team next year. Not with the type of salary he's making. If you are a run-first team, then you should not be paying a guy 42 to 47 million. You should not. You got to find somebody else. He has basically told us what his offense is going to be with Russell Wilson this year and next year, unless he believes we are just one tight end away. Well, it wouldn't hurt. No, it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. And it's a big, and it's a big, that's a big miss. Coming up after the break, we'll ask Cody Rourke that question. Our Broncos insider from milehighsports.com. And the conversation moving forward is going to be about Russell Wilson, at least on the outside. On the inside, can they make the playoffs? But if they lose, let's say, on Sunday, everything shifts now. Will Russell Wilson be back? We're still talking about it, but that will be the main focus. Sure. Cody Rourke is next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com.
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions, over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and a whole lot more. All the auctions done online. Never have to leave your home. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you love great Cajun food, there's only one place that you should go to in Colorado, and that is Nola Jane right off of Market Street, about a five-minute walk from Ball Arena. They have a terrific happy hour, which is code for that should be your pregame spot. (laughs) Right. Really. Their sausage gumbo is amazing with dirty rice. They have six different po' boys. I've had many of them. Outstanding. Wash it down with a hurricane. Doesn't that sound better than the food you're going to get at Ball Arena? And uh, the bad food at Ball Arena, some of it's okay. Yeah, some of it's all right. Okay, yeah. but, but it's not Nola Jane. Well, no. And it's not even close. No. So then after the game, pop on over to Nola Jane as well. Great food, uh, great atmosphere, great drinks, hurricanes. Ooh, awesome. Hurricane is code for get an Uber. That's, I think that's what hurricane means. Nola Jane, you can find them off of Market Street in Lodo. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in Cody Work. He's our Broncos insider from milehighsports.com. And don't forget to check out at the top of the hour, Good Morning Broncos on YouTube with that. Good morning, Cody. Good morning. How are you? Good. Haven't had a chance to ask you about the kerfluffle, a word I don't use often, but in this case, that's what it is, between Peyton and Russell Wilson. Big deal, no big deal. Not a big deal at all. I mean, it's football. I mean, I've had that happen to me. I've I've done that as a coach at times. Football is an emotional, heated game. Um, I think it's a big deal just because, you know, it was captured on camera. People saw it and like, oh, what's he saying? What? What happened, uh, it's, in my opinion, not a big deal at all. All right, but let me take that a step further, Cody, and ask you this. Where do you think the the trust level with Sean and Russ is? And I'm talking about the trust that Sean has in Russ. We've already seen a, for lack of a better description, or maybe it's the right description, a very conservative approach to this offense. Um where do you think the trust level is right now between coach and quarterback? Yeah, I think they have a good trust level with one another. I mean, if they didn't, they, I mean, Russ would not be playing right now. Um, look, there's moments where things don't go well. Uh, you know, Russ, for the most part, through the offense that Sean has designed, you know, around what Russ does best, has been solid at times. Has it been, you know, earth-shattering? No. But, um, you know, Russ has been efficient for the most part this year. There's obviously been moments, and, you know, where Denver's one-dimensional offensively, and that's, that's a huge issue that obviously that's, a, you know, another topic for another day. Um, but when Denver's not able to run the football effectively, they find themselves in trouble, and they were not able to run the ball well last week against Detroit. It's going to be hard to run against the New England Patriots, who are very good against the run. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what Sean Payton does from a game plan standpoint. But, no, I think the trust between these two guys, I think it's there. I mean, they're on the same page. It's just – you know, it happens. You know, things aren't necessarily always going to go according to plan, and unfortunately the Broncos' offense has some limitations. Okay. Um, one more question about Russ and Peyton, and then let's move on to the game on Sunday. If I gave you 100 bucks and you had to bet it, you can't pocket it, you have to bet it, 
hundred bucks. Wilson's back next season. He's not back next season. This is a snapshot of today only. Not if they win their final three games and make the playoffs. Today. I don't yeah, I don't think he's back next season. I think Sean Payton doesn't want to wait around for uh, you know, I, I think with the, the offense being able to run, Denver needs an intermediate passing game. They don't have that here with Russ, and I think that Sean Payton understands that. All right, let's. Uh, interesting. Let's move ahead now <laughs> to the matchup with the Patriots in particular. This is a three and <laughs> this is a three and eleven football team that you better pay attention to, Cody. I, I mean, when was the last time that we've ever said that? And it's only because Bill Belichick can still coach some defense and you've got bill belichick basically at this point standing in the way ironically and interestingly of the denver broncos trying to take another step towards reclaiming a spot in the playoffs and getting back to relevance for the first time in eight years it's an interesting situation for sunday night isn't it yeah, well, I mean, the Patriots, they have nothing to lose, and they, you know, along the way, they don't care about draft positioning. So they're going to try to win out these next three games, and those players are going to try to fight for Bill Belichick. They've already talked about that because there's been rumors that Bill could be on his way out, and players are obviously, you know, going to bat for Bill. But, you know, the thing is, is this Patriots team, despite them being 3-11, and they're dangerous. And it's not because of their offense, because their defense is pretty damn good. They're one of the top defenses in the NFL. They're good against the run. They're good at generating pressure. Um, and that's where I think this matchup is very, very interesting here for Denver. That's where I think if Denver's offense can't run the ball and if they can't find a way to develop some sort of, yeah, I don't know what it is, balance or even just consistency, I think it's going to be a very hard game. Like Denver's going to have to score on defense in order to win this game, in my opinion. Um, so, from you know, the Patriots have nothing to lose. They're dangerous. They're looking to play spoils for the rest of the season, and the Broncos are first up on deck for them. And, that, I think, is going to be a very interesting factor. Um, you know, even their offense is a little bit better under Bailey Zappi than it was under Mac Jones. They were just really bad. They're still bad on third down. They're one of the worst third down offenses in the entire NFL. But um, Bailey Zappi's got connections with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry having a big game this past week against the Chiefs. Denver, they couldn't guard the tight end last week right. against Detroit. So that's yeah. something I got my eye on here in this game. Okay, um, we know that Bill Belichick does a fantastic job of shutting down or at least containing what you do best. At least that's going to be his defensive game plan. I'm guessing it is going to focus on stopping the running game. With that, how good do you feel about Russell Wilson having to win this game? Yeah, that's kind of a loaded question. I don't know. Why is it loaded? Why is it loaded? I don't know. Well, it's like, you know, New England, we know their strength is to stop the run. That's that's where they're really good at. You know, for Russ, what can Russ do well against this defense? To me, I don't know yet. I I, I have no idea. I'm very very curious to see because what they do. You know, I think the biggest limitation for Russ is obviously his height. Being able to can't see across the middle consistently against some of the taller D lines in the NFL. That's why Denver doesn't really have an intermediate passing game, but. I mean, I was sitting there watching that Lions game, and, and for me it was just so frustrating because it's either it's a throw to the flat be, before the line of scrimmage or it's a throw past the line of scrimmage, deep ball down the left sideline or the right sideline. There's nothing else there. There's no balance where Denver's actually carving or attacking in the middle of the field. And that, to me, is just – if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm, I'm looking at Aaron Glendale. I'm saying, you know what we're doing? We're just going to send. We're going to pressure all night. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Because that is what's going to fluster it. If Denver can't run the ball, they're just going to send the pressure all night long. And I don't know, like, 
if if they force Russ into trying to stand in the pocket, it's not going to work out necessarily well. And uh, you know, coverage wise, I mean, they have they have a young guy at corner, I think, stepping up right now. It's it's getting some playing time that you know isn't necessarily as great. But Denver just hasn't been able to spread the ball around. Like Cortland's their best guy. They're going to double team Cortland Sutton this week against the uh, the Patriots. Patriots going to do that. So. I don't know. I don't know if Russ can – I mean, Russ himself, I don't think, can win this game by himself. But I think Denver has to have a complete team effort here. And, unfortunately, it can't just be the defense and special teams carrying the water. The offense has to have some sort of explosion at some point this season. And, you know, one thing we talked about here is, you know, during a five-game win streak, the Broncos' offense, I mean, they're not even playing their best football yet. It's still true. But I don't think that they're going to get to the point this season mm. with three games left where they're going to play their best football because – We've already been through 15 weeks. If they haven't played their best football yet, they're simply not going to do it this year. Yeah, it may very well be true. You just brought up something. I couldn't agree with you more, Cody. Pressure is going to be key. Why in the hell wouldn't Bill Belichick pressure Russell Wilson in the pocket all game long? And he can bring pressure from virtually any place on the field. So how does Sean Payton counter that? Because I think that that's that's a given. The, The Patriots are going to stop the run. They're going to double Cortland Sutton, and they're going to dial up as much pressure as they possibly can. So what's the response? What do you do schematically against that pressure outside of draws and screens and things of that nature? Yeah, yeah that's a great – I mean, that's where you have to go with the quick passing game. That's where you have to go slants. Like, it's not – don't right. see much of those in this offense, but you have to go slants, drags. I mean, even curls and hitches. Just get something quick where you can get four or five yards, and then that takes a little bit of the pressure off. You know, if the defense is going to keep sending it, then there's going to be some openings you can capitalize on. But Denver, uh, most of their route design seem to be medium designed, you know, in terms of time and how long it takes, medium length, where it's really trying to set up, okay, hey, you're going to run, let's say there's a twins formation to the left, right? There's two receivers to the left. Let's say the number one receiver on the outside, he's going to run – a six-yard kind of slant or a post, and then the number two receiver in the slot is going to kind of run an out route and turn it into a wheel and out and up. Like, that takes time. Yep. And I just don't know if Denver has time for those things to develop consistently. They need to have a quick passing game. They need to find a way to get back to that at some point. Um, slants, slants, slants. I'd throw slants to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy all day. I really would. Okay, so let's talk about a slant pattern. First play of the Broncos' offense was a – dart right over the middle to Jerry Judy. The first thing that I thought when I saw that was, where the hell has that been all season? Is it that Belichick isn't calling those? Belichick. If Peyton isn't calling those plays, or he doesn't believe Wilson can complete them with any regularity? Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's more, it could be height-centric. Um, in a sense, because we have seen, even at training camp, we saw a lot of those quick passes that they tried to do, batted down at the line of scrimmage or, or knocked away. But even then, I don't even think it's that. I honestly think that Peyton's route designs are trying to set up guys to op- to be open for big plays. I mean, the the short, the quick passing game really has not been in his, uh, his arsenal this year, which has been so weird to me. We saw it a couple weeks ago. That, uh, against the Chargers, there was a slant play they threw to Jerry Judy. I was like, wow. That was our first slant that we've seen to Jerry Judy all year long. They've thrown, I think, two or three slants to Cortland early on in the year, but that, that's about it. So I don't know if it's a trust thing. I, I think it's more so that there's a design. Sean wants to create you know, these, these opportunities to free guys up, to scheme guys open, but 
it's taking a lot of time. And I don't know if the Broncos have a lot of time to be able to do that. As much more improved as the offensive line has been, when you're, you know, when it's five versus seven, I mean, you're at a disadvantage at one point. So that's what teams are doing to Denver to kind of counteract that. Hey, Cody, thanks so much for your time. I will see you out of practice a little bit later on today. All right, sounds good. Have a good one, gentlemen. Thanks, Cody. All right, coming up after the break, we've talked a lot about the Broncos' offense, and rightfully so. But what about the defense? With what we saw against the Lions, is this a foreshadowing of things to come? Or, hey, not worried at all. Let's look at the quarterbacks we have on the schedule. Not worried at all. That's next. And I saw my reflection in snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions has over... 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. All the auctions are done online, so you can bid from your couch, get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, we're going to have Alex settle our our debate that we had in the break. Ask him the same question you asked me. Alex, who is the total yards leader for the Broncos? Cortland Sutton. And why do you got to be mean to him like that? I'm not mean to him. Tell him who it is. Tell him who <laughs> it is. Thank you. Tell him who it is. Marvin Mims. Total yards Oh, leader. if you account the special teams, return yardage, and everything, too? Okay. Which I think that you have to do because there's a little thing called field position. Yes. So, I mean, that's just me. Okay. This is now. If I'm we, just pointing if, it if, out. If, if, that's if we're, all. If we're looking at it in black and white. Mm-hmm. You are 100% correct. Then we could probably stop there because now you're going to muddy the whole thing up when you are the ultimate black and white guy. But I'm ultimate. Not, well, we have we have exchanged roles here. Okay. <laughs> Marvin Mims is the only guy who returns. There are and plenty of guys that only return kickoffs that I'll guarantee you are not leading other teams around the league in total yards. If Jaron. If the guy is a wide receiver outside outside of having a Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill on your roster, Mm -hmm. over 500 of his how many yards? 800 something? 861. My point is that it's a little deceiving. It's not deceiving. The facts are accurate. It's a little deceiving. But it's not deceiving. My point is he shouldn't be. That's my point. He shouldn't be. Here, here's another way to put it in perspective. Marvin Mims has more, has as many return yards 
as Jerry Judy has receiving yards. Right about the same, right? Uh, roughly. Yeah. Jerry Judy is 581. Mm-hmm. And if you look at our bo- our buddy Marvin, it is 534 yards. Yeah. They're basically. For starters, right. Marvin Mims is, you can make the case, should make the Pro Bowl just as a returner. I think he will. As a special teams guy. Right. But when 70%, 60 to 70% of your yards are on kickoff and punt returns and you're really, really good at it, yes, technically you're right. Yeah, but you're not getting my point. My point is that's what's wrong with this picture, not with what's right. It's Marvin Mims is a good player. We yeah. know that. We both like Marvin Mims yeah. a ton yeah. and have right from Jump Street. My problem is he shouldn't be the all the 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 yards leader for this football team. They don't have a dynamic runner. They don't have a dynamic receiver. Uh-huh. They just don't. And uh, now Cortland is dy- can be dynamic, but he's not a huge yardage producer. They just don't have it. That's a problem for okay. me. Okay, who is the overall yards leader on this team? Well, that would be mean yards produced, and yard. That, then it would be Russell. No, no, it's not eh, wrong. Okay, it's Riley Dixon. It's a fact. He has five more yards that's than Russell. That's not yards produced. That's it, kicking. It is yards produced. He has kicked for 2,837 yards. He doesn't get and, credit and, for that's not yards although, produced. Although, although you're right, <laughs> Russell does have rushing yards. My bad. You're, you're wrong you're again. Damn it. No, I was wrong. I was Here's wrong. My I, deal. I, forgot, I forgot about Russell's rushing yards. You Riley were, Dixon. You were so. Riley Dixon's leg. Again. Is, hold on. So Ru- quick to be like, no, you're wrong. You don't even know what the argument I'm making. The argument I'm making is Marvin Mims should not be the total yards leader on this football team. Not that, hey, Marvin Mims is the the leader for yards produced. What is more shocking to you, (laughs) that Marvin Mims is the yards leader for the team or that Riley Dixon has more yards with his leg than Russell Wilson has with his arm. Well, they punt a lot. <laughs> they punt a lot. And one reason, one reason why Marvin Mims has more yards is because the Broncos don't pass a lot. Uh, not to him. Two targets a game. It's actually picked up a little bit. I mean, at least they're throwing to him some. But you know who's got the most targets in the last two games? Jerry Judy. Yeah. JJ. I mean, they're trying. They are trying to find number 10. They really are. They have been recently. They have been trying to find him. Right. Not happening. They've played how many games? 17 altogether. No, how many have they played so far? 13? Yeah. 14. 14. Seven and seven. The Broncos have played 14 games, and Marvin Mims has 18 catches. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll talk about what what the Rockies have done in free agency so far this offseason. <laughs> it's going to be a short segment. <laughs> and should Reggie Jackson deserve some consideration for sixth man of the year? That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. 
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions. Over 150 auctions per year for business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. All the auctions done online. Never have to leave your couch. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Can't believe I'm saying this, but less than a week before Christmas, this weekend is going to be gorgeous. I got a suggestion for you. Uh oh. Treat yourself to a Christmas present. Treat yourself to something nice before the end of 2023. Treat yourself to a new ride at Siltahar Mazda. This weekend, the weather's going to be gorgeous for a test drive. And with that, want to bring in the vice president of Siltahar Motors, my good friend, Greg Larson. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good morning, Eric Goodman. Bruce, how are we doing? We're well, thank you, sir. I do not want to kill your leverage in a negotiation, but I'm going to chip <laughs> away a little bit for our listeners and our viewers. Generally speaking, you would think the best time to buy a ride at any auto dealership, certainly Siltahar Motors, Siltahar Mazda, is at the end of the month, but more specifically at the end of the year. I'm guessing your pricing is unbelievable right now. Yeah, Eric, I love this time of the year. We talked last time uh, about the year-end clearance that we get going on, and uh, there's a couple uh, benefits that we have. We ramp up uh, with some inventory from the manufacturers and get the, those items in place. And with uh, Mazda's lineup this year, we've got so many award-winning products uh, that fight the snow, that fight the gas mileage, uh, and uh, it's a great time to shop. Okay, I wanted to ask you, because I've met so many guys and gals on your staff, and you have certainly played an integral role in hiring each individual person. Let's celebrate the people who have worked there all year and the type of work that they do, but just as importantly, how much easier they make it for everybody that works, that walks through that door and the process that you have taught them. Yeah, uh, you know, there's uh, you get a lot of uh, dealers out there that uh, promise us a, a great price, and you get down there and you find yourself, especially during the holiday season, uh, with an uninformed salesperson that uh, doesn't know what they're doing. We've got a staff uh, in my Mazda department with great tenure that's been doing this for years and years that understands the customer wants two things. They want to buy a car. They want to buy a car at a great price, and they want to do it in their time frame. And uh, I value customers, especially during the holidays. They've got parties to go to, uh, other shopping to get to, and the last thing they want to do is spend hours and hours in a dealership. So when you get to Siltar Motors and you show up, we're going to value two things, your time and your money. And we're going to get busy. We're going to get you into the car that you want at a payment you want to get to. And we're going to get you on the road so that you can go enjoy those holiday family parties. And here's the other thing. There is no pressure. I have been in your parking lot too many times to count. And not once has anyone run to my car, basically banged on my window before I can even turn off the engine on my car. There is no pressure. You walk in, you want to buy a car. It's stress-free. It is hassle-free, but you, you go to so many different parking lots 
And before you know it, like cicadas, they're surrounding your car. And honestly, it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be uh, hassled and nobody wants to be sold. They want to be informed. They want to uh, browse some inventory at their leisure, have a nice latte in my showroom, talk about some of the different financing options. And then at that point, they're just going to make a, a decision on what's best for their, their family. And we value that. I understand that. When I got in the business 30 years ago, Eric, one of the things that was most important to me was uh, being able to create relationships with customers so that when they walked out of here, they felt like they were buying from a family member. And when I have the same sales managers and the same salespeople that I've had for years and years, that's what they're going to get. We're selling to their kids. We're selling to their grandkids. And that is what a business in the automotive industry is all about. What are your financing options? Man, I'll tell you what, you did, if you if you look at the headlines, you're afraid of interest rates today. And uh, with uh, with Mazda corporate's help, we've got interest rates as low as 0.9% wow. financing. And that's, that's up to 60 months, Eric. So that gives you some buying power. If you want to lease a vehicle, they've got great lease programs. I've got my own in-house lease program on certified pre-owned cars. So literally, we throw all this out, give the customer the options. Let them make an informed decision in a quick and timely manner, and boom, we're into the eggnog. Okay, <laughs> uh, but but I want to talk about something other than eggnog. Uh, I know that you have monogrammed golf balls, Siltahar. Right now, I want you to be honest with me. It's just us girls talking. Do you have any more to give away, or have you lost them all personally? <laughs> I had I I had. Knows how he's stumbling. Knows how he's stumbling. <laughs> no, I'm not stumbling. <laughs> I have more Titleist Pro V1 with uh -huh. logo on it. Right. For you guys down there at the shop, you just have to come up and visit me. Don't bring any donuts. Listen, I, 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 I won't bring donuts, <laughs> but I can tell you right now, how many balls do you think are sitting at the bottom of Omni Interlocking Golf Course? Because of you. There, because of you. There, 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 there's a few in the weeds, there's a few in the water, uh -huh. and there's a few in the, uh, the, the uh, out, out of bounds. And there's a few on the highway, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> I, love to play golf soon. I know. Uh, well, Mandy and I are going down to Scottsdale this uh, next week to play. But good for you, but Lucky you know dogs. what? You, we know we're going to get some good weather, so we got to play in. We'll be able to play in January. Sure, I have very little doubt. So, can we get something on the schedule? Get something on the schedule. And if you have any golf balls left from the ones you haven't lost, I would love at least one earmark one sleeve for me. Okay. I got it for you. Okay. How do people find Silta Harmazda? Easiest way to uh, get to us is if you're sitting at home on the web at sthmotors.com, or you'll find us right on the corner of Wadsworth Boulevard, Highway 36 in Broomfield. We're, we're, we're here, and we're waiting for you to, uh, to buy the car. Hope you and Rachel and the family have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Greg. Blessed, uh, blessed to have it. Uh, thank you, and to yours as well. Thanks. Take All care. right. See you, Greg. By the way, just saw a very interesting stat. At the conclusion of the 2015 season, the Broncos had won 15 division titles. The Chargers had won 15. The Raiders had won 15. The Chiefs had won eight. As we sit here today, each team has won 15 yeah, titles. Isn't that something? Time now for Just In Case You Missed It. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk.
Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. All righty. Just in case you missed it, Nikola Jokic and Peyton Watson did a commercial for Hotels.com. Hilarious. And it has had a positive reception from the public. A lot of people thought, uh, thought, thought it's been pretty funny. How happy do you think the NBA is that Jokic is appearing in an uh, American commercial? I First of all, it was hilarious. There are two commercials that were filmed. They showed, as you said, a lot of the outtakes. You know, at the end of the day, he's an international player. Yeah. Because he's an international guy. So for Hotels.com, good for them. How in the world Peyton Watson got in on this? I have no idea. But good on him. But he's a good kind of foil for yeah. Nikola's sense of humor. I, I, It actually works pretty well. But Jokic is just a jewel, man. Yeah. yeah just a jewel. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, we have time, or we got I, don't, time. I don't want to cut into David's time. Uh, he, he's taking today off. So. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Let's ask 10 more questions. <laughs> just in case you missed it, the Rockies are one of eight major league teams to not spend any money in free agency so far this offseason. The Dodgers lead the way with $717 million spent, and the Diamondbacks and Giants are third and fourth. Arizona spent $122 million. San Francisco, $113 million. Do you see the Rockies being active at all here in the free agent market? Wait a minute. Who are they? Who's in the top four? Give me the top four again. Uh, it was the Dodgers at one. Yeah. Um, what I division see, are they in? They are in the National League West. Okay, who else is in that in uh, that group? The Arizona Diamondbacks, who are third. What division are they in? NL West. Okay, and are the Giants in that mix, too? Sure are. They're fourth. And they're in the? NL West. Oh, Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Hmm. Hmm. By the way, as on a side note, a New Jersey man was arrested for drunk driving. When he got pulled over, he told the police, I'm driving drunk because the Jets suck. Wow. How do you like that? Your hey, Honor. Try anything. Your Did Honor, it work? Did that excuse work? <laughs> Your Honor's because the Jets suck. But you know what? In that part of the country. Uh, you might get a chuckle. You can, use the, you can use the Giants, too. Yeah, you could. You could use the Yankees. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you could can. definitely use that in Boston. Sure. All right. That was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Always great specials on wine. 15% off all domestic wines. Christmas is coming up. You're going to do a lot of cooking, right? You're probably going to want to have a little liquor, some beer, wine, spirits. Let Argonaut deliver to you. ArgonautLiquor.com. Every delivery over 200 bucks is free in the Denver metro area, or go check them out off of Colfax. Guys, great job today. Gordon, Alex, outstanding. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible day you can. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.